Greetings, gentlemen, esteemed members of the Swan Draft League, and welcome to the first monthly pod, and also the inaugural pod, exclusively for the Swan Draft League. It's been a long summer. We've endured many weekends without fancy... Uh, I can't even say that. <laughs> it was actually delightful not to have some fancy football on during the summer, and it was a nice break of three months, but we're right back into it. And our Saturdays will no longer be spent going for hikes, going to the beach, going for a dip, doing whatever you do, going out for a meal without looking at your phone and agonising over the fucker that just scored a goal against your defence, the guy who got a yellow card, the guy who scored an own goal, the random guy that Harry picked up who's after getting a hat-trick. You will now have to endure that each weekend. It is the pressure cooker is what makes the Swan Draft League so good. You will not go out for a meal again without checking the fancy football scores in the Jacks as you do so. So it's all back and it's good to be back. So we're going to have this monthly podcast, myself and Brian Blenner-Hassett, one of the record setters in the Swan Draft League for the number of forfeits he's had to perform um, or partially perform, depending on which way you look at it. But... We're well set up to have a monthly podcast now. Brian will be co-host, and this is just a a one-off intro we'll have before we get into the good stuff. So, we're going to cover off a few things. Each month we will touch on the key trades that have happened within the league. This section section will be known as the Mart. Niji, you'll be happy with that one. We'll also chat in there about any key waivers that have happened, any key trades, any key free agents, who's working for who, who's not working... Any good pickups, we'll cover it all off there. We will have some interviews. First one up, Vladzinski, the Threesome Conqueror. Conqueror. So, these interviews will not just be on fancy football-related activity, even though that will be the main part. We'll cover off other areas of interest, and it'll be interesting to hear what Vlad thinks today of the new appointment to Donegal, Jim McGuinness, and how he intends to take him down. Um, Myself and Brian then will also wrap up each week with any key events, key activities, key things that are happening in the STL in the upcoming month. Key fixtures actually as well. It's important to keep the football front and (laughs) centre. But any social gatherings as well, we'll look to include those. So, as I said, you're all very welcome. And here, let's get going. Let's chat to Brian about the trades which have happened over the last three weeks. Things are getting going, international break. Osh thinks it's going to kick off then if Osh begins to make some not ludicrous offers to everybody. <laughs> but let's see. But let's chat about that in the mart. Leave his morals at the door. So, Brian, how are you? Welcome to the first episode of the pod. And uh, obviously, you're going to be co-host going forward. And you will be sitting in on the mart um, where we'll assess trade. So how are you keeping? I'm keeping very well. And uh, Harry, thank you for having me. Um, it's a real pleasure to be a part of the first Swan Draft League podcast. And hopefully yeah. hopefully the group likes it and they yeah. get some useful analysis from us. Yes. And of course, like I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good analysis coming from uh, from you, Brian. Uh, I think a lot of people will be interested to, to know exactly what was your thinking in some of those trades. So let's actually, <laughs> here, let's get straight into it. Let's get straight in. One. The first trade that we did, I think, was between myself and yourself. That's right. Watkins. Tell, tell me why you wanted to let go of Watkins. Well, people will say I'm biased towards Liverpool, but I'm not saying this yeah. is everything. 
But I'm aware Watkins scored a hat trick against Liverpool in the 7 1 a few years ago. Um, So since then, I've literally black marked his name from my mind. uh, (laughs) I don't consider him worth anything. I I know he scored a hat trick during the week as well, this week. He means nothing to me. Nothing. Okay, so it was more getting your revenge back at Aston Villa. Interesting. Um, That's That's interesting. That's how I roll, (laughs) Harry. Okay, no, fair enough. Okay, yeah. Like, I think. I think people look at Watkins. He did well in the second half of last year. Ben is a serious hard-on for Watkins. And um, I'm not sure I rate him as much as as maybe some of the guys do. There's always going to be that over-the-top reaction whenever Swan FC are involved in the trade. But I think, here, <laughs> you did all right there. Allison is uh, is going to do you a solid. And uh, here, it, it allows you to support Liverpool too, which, here, it needs to be a bit of fun too, doesn't it? This um, game is all about fun. But okay. You know? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, fine. That was the first two. Uh, I think the next one was it between myself and Ben, wasn't it? Watkins yes. didn't last long. No. Well, he did, but he was just the, uh, just happened to be the next trade, which happened about a week later. Yeah, okay. So so Watkins went over to, to Ben's team. I was looking for Grealish. I think the other two guys were pretty much... I think Ben got Romero too, but I got this guy, Amhuni, uh, who... Again, moved on pretty quickly after that. But here, I was interested in Grealish. Ben was interested in Watkins. I suppose, like, if you're looking for goals, Watkins is probably going to be a bit better. Um, but I don't know. I had this feeling about Grealish. That's why I went for him. Uh, ben was pretty easy on negotiations. He uh, it was very cordial. And, um, yeah, I was happy enough with that. Um, well, for I me, this, was, that was, this was an interesting trade based on the uh, deeply offensive message that preceded it. Um, fuck this charity talk and back to important business. We have a trade alert. I believe he didn't even acknowledge uh, your guest's charity cycle before he launched into um, this awful trade. Just a quick producer apology here. Uh, That is obviously fake news. Ben did acknowledge here this cycle almost immediately in the next text. Thank you. Here, I think it's a pretty even trade. We both got what we wanted from it. Um, He's my after Watkins, as I said. I was pretty much looking for Grealish only, and uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, that that's it's not going to turn too many heads. That trade, I think, it was Grealish. Though, Harry. Let's see, Grealish, Grealish. Um, I think I think like on the like hatred scale of uh, Irish internationals who no longer play for Ireland, uh, he, he's probably on the he's probably below a one to five, uh, whereas I'd say Rice is on the like eight to ten scale. So. Probably it's more like people have accepted Grealish back in defensive football. Not sure if they've accepted Rice. He's uh, more like a, yeah, I, a Ben Healy for Scotland rather than a Declan Rice for England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I think. I think people kind of are like, yeah, no, okay. I, he didn't play for Ireland too, probably, which is why people don't really mind. But yeah, I think it was an even enough trade. And uh, but then a bit of a whopper came in at the weekend. Three uh, really came out of nowhere. I think uh, myself and Andy had been chatting about a trade. He was busy in work. I was busy changing nappies. But eventually he came around to it. Interestingly here, we both let go of probably of our favourite players. He likes Bruno Fernandes, likes United. I like Arsenal, my favourite player, Saka. But suddenly, we swap players. I don't know why um, Andy suggested including Darwin Nunes, but I was quite happy to have him move in. <laughs> and now he's, he's suddenly turned into an absolute rocket up front. And here, you're a Liverpool fan. Is Darwin Nunes actually going to do anything? Or is Because that's a pretty even trade Saka for Bernardo Fernandes. But if I if I get Nunes going there, there's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a coup for me. 
Well, I've been listening to our competitor podcast, uh, The Rest is Football, with uh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, we shouldn't be mentioning uh, competitors, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and they are saying Darwin Nunes should start next week. I don't think so. He's going to be on the bench. He's going to be on the bench. And this is a trade, yeah, okay. I think, that... Uh, I think this is a trade that Andy's going to regret big time, considering I, I, I have no idea who this other guy is. Uh, Amhuni? Amhuni. I don't know who that is, Harry. I have zero. And Russian called him Amhuni. I have no idea who he plays for. I don't know. I don't understand okay. who he is. So um, yeah. that is the, exactly the kind of trade I wouldn't make because I, I, I don't properly follow well, the, what's going on. I get you. Like Burnley have been a bit disappointing so far. So Burnley. Probably if Burnley? He plays for Burnley. Yeah, he plays for Burnley, yeah. If Burnley had been kind of like Kevin Keegan will score more than you, uh, but really it's just okay. You're going to score more than us, and we're not going to score at all. That's the way Burnley have been so far. Well, Whereas maybe if they kind of hit hit off with a few goals, and Dooney might have done something. I know this is going to come back to bite me on what I just said about the Watkins trade, what? but um, Darwin say- and Fernandez for Saka yeah. and some randomer. What exactly is the point yeah. of this trade? I don't understand. Uh, That's about fifty goals a season versus. Four? <laughs> well, here. I think Darwin Nunes last week was a puttock, puttock. And suddenly he came on, scored two screamers against Newcastle and won them the game. And suddenly that could ignite his career and Liverpool. And as well as that. But you, here, you kind of said it, Brian. He, he, he might just be a flash in the pan again. Or he might actually start. Like you said, it's a bad trade for, for Andy. But then you also said he's not going to start this weekend. True. So, but I would never have traded. It's, tra- not, it's I not have actually traded, that bad. I wouldn't have traded Bruno Fernandez for both those players. Yeah, no. I know. And I, I also think that Bruno. I think he's in. I think he's the player to have this year. There's something. Something I don't know what it is, but I think he's the player to have here. Let's see if ten months can do something about it. United me pretty bad. It's a big game this weekend. We'll chat about it later. But uh, United Arsenal. I think. I think it's going to be a bit of a standoff there in that trade between Saka and Fernandez. But. Okay, so you you basically think there's not a hope Andy's going to win that trade. Swan FC have it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, okay, cool. So I think there was one more trade um, in the last few days. Four. It was pretty irrelevant. Pretty irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, James Ward-Prowse for a couple of uh, United non-starters. Uh, Irla showing his bias. Well, here Chucharella might go to United if he does. Suddenly Chucharella is a is maybe a decent player to have, but Irla's taking a lot of risk there. Let, let's not forget Irla's going to be going to be paying the clubhouse in Carton House a nice little fee if he doesn't uh, pull the socks up. Uh, but let's let's see about that. But uh, what do you think about that trade, Brian? It's a pretty pretty small one, but um, what I meant to say here is that this is clearly a reaction from Andy to realizing he'd made a desperate mistake uh, by getting okay. rid of two of his best players, I think, yeah. and he just took yeah, okay. took the whatever was out there. James Ward-Prowse, I think, was a, a good pickup. He's probably going to be on penalties. He takes free kicks. He's actually a master of free kicks. Uh, he's one of the best free kick takers ever in the Premier League, if not the best. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his kind of like diminutive so- style, but he doesn't really get any credit and he's a really good player and he takes corners. I think yeah. it was a, he was one of the best waiver pickups last week from Irla. And if I was here, I wouldn't have let him go. But he has that bias. You know, he's given out to you for selling Watkins for Allison, but then he takes in these two jokers who might not even play for United. So I, I think know. Andy did, did well there. Andy made it up for the maybe Darwin Nunes boo boo. Uh, and let's see. Like, well, um, I think uh, but th- they've been the four trades. I was just going to say, um, 
when I talk about safety first, I mean, Ward Price, Dan Burns, they're not exciting players because yeah. their haircuts are incredibly boring. And I think <laughs> that tells you exactly what's going on here. It's a boring trade. Yeah. Pretty irrelevant. Nothing in it. Here, let's throw yeah. away these two players because really, I mean, uh, no one's going to get sick at the end of the season if Ward Prowse doesn't do well. Yeah. So. I, th- I think it's one of those, though, it's a solid trade for Andy. He's got a couple of steady eddies there. Yes. Newcastle will find their feet in defence. Um, and Ward Prowse will, Ward Prowse will get five goals between now and Christmas. So I think it's a good trade for Andy. Irla, I'm happy to see him already imploding and his tanking strategy. I don't know if he actually admitted to doing a tanking strategy this year, but if he did, there's literally nobody to pick up. Like in previous years, there was a lot of transfers, but there's been very little since the the league kicked off. So um, here, they've been the trades that have, happened within the league. Okay, so Brian, with all that in mind, how about we grade the trades? Sounds good to me. Let's go. Trade one, I think, good for Harry. You're already outscoring me, so I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I think it looks like it, but hopefully not. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think it's, I was, I think it's, it was a very novel, unique trade. But I think good for Harry overall. Um, trade two. I think that's. Ooh, that's a tough one. I think a midfielder mixed with a forward. I'm going to say. I'm going to say good for Ben. You're just going to say that because obviously it's your second trade. Uh, but I don't rate Watkins at all. Uh, so I think yeah. that trade is a bit of a mess uh, for Ben. And again, I think you may come out on top with that one. With Grillo. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Watkins didn't last long, as we said. So trade three, I think. Oh, no. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely bad for Manny. Definitely bad. Darwin Nunes, definitely bad. Okay, yeah, and good for me, I think. Harry, trade three. Say un farce. Yeah. Farcical. I think it deserves a say un farce. It's, it deserves a say un farce. Farcical. Uh, and, and like, trade four. Vlad's shitting the togs everywhere. Like, he's going to get Pampers advertisements He's going he's gonna to get Saudi money for that off Pampers. It's such a terrible trade for him. I think Jade Ward-Prowse, sorry, um, James Ward-Prowse is a good one for Manny. So yeah, good for Manny, I think, on trade four. Yeah, agreed. Trade four is very much so the safe, boring building blocks of houses rather than the exciting, you know, race car of a man in his 40s. Yeah, Manny's built some nice foundations there. Might secure his safety. I think Peter Fitzgerald has not yet performed a trade. He's the new member. He's taken to the league like a duck to water. I'm not going to lie. He's uh, he's doing well. Um, we still ha- so, still hold out hope for Pat's return. Like we, we always have a, an open door policy there. But Peter's doing well. I think uh, I think he has to trade. I think he's completely. He's got a straight jacket around himself at the minute. And he he just needs somebody to open that up, open the key for that. And suddenly you're talking. He might do well. He seems to be intent on keeping the team he had in the draft. He hasn't even done a win. Yeah, I think the key to unlocking Street Jack Fitzgerald is the trade of Salah. I think if Salah goes oh. to Saudi Arabia, there's rumors yeah. of Fabio Silva joining Liverpool. Yeah. And I think if that happens... The guy from Wolves. Yeah, I think if that happens, I think you're going to see 
a very hungry yeah. man trying to snap him up. <laughs> and he would okay, be sold because yeah, he yeah. will flop um, at Liverpool. Yeah, okay. But uh, he would be sold. I think that would be key. So I think this week will tell us a lot about what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but obviously well, if Salah I, moves I, I on, I think you'll see a, a yeah. trade tsunami. No, you're probably right. Salah would be Salah would be kind of a it would have a domino effect on the rest of the league. It definitely would. I, I think does does Nidge have Salah? I think Nidge has him. And like if Salah if Salah goes, it's he's been like the stalwart of fancy football ever since this league began. He's been the player to have. And old so, man De Bruyne. The funny thing about De Bruyne. Well, here let's get straight into the the like we got a section here now on kind of like analysis of the waiver. Waiver Wallies. I think Sheen Dog putting up on the group just before the draft saying, who will be risky enough to go for uh, hamstrung De Bruyne? And then he goes for De Bruyne and he pulls his hamstring <laughs> in a way that De Bruyne has never pulled it. He pulled it like really badly. I read he's out until after Christmas. Like there's something about January, yeah. February before De Bruyne's back. So here it's a bit of a, a bit of a loss, but also he did kind of preempt he prophesized his 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 own downfall there. That's true. Even though I, he's leading the league, I I definitely would put De Bruyne maybe in a, a waiver wally there. I think uh, I think in terms of people who've done good off the draft off the last couple of weeks, I think Oshin had Aurier. He did well out of nowhere. That was a good pickup. Uh, James Ward-Prowse. We already mentioned him. Rodrigo. Not sure what you think, Brian, but he suddenly turned into a bit of a. a he's kind of replaced Gundogan, which. Also used to be in Dex team, so Deck is consistent if nothing else. I think I can make Peter Fitzgerald or Straight Jacket Fitzgerald feel a lot better about this. I still find okay. it hard to track what's going on with the waivers, even after ten seasons. <laughs> um, I, sometimes I, I keep forgetting where the waivers are, even in preparation for this yesterday, yeah. where I found it. Sure, uh, here Brian, it surely not. After all, <laughs> all these years of forfeits, surely not. Yeah, no. In fairness, bringing them, bringing in the Friday matches over the last few years has. Kind of like that gets you. Like sometimes yeah. you just check your phone. And you're like, oh, it's on an hour. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, here I, I do have sympathy from that, and it's happened to me too. I think it's happened to everybody that they've missed a waiver. I think, um, I think the, the Oshin used to say that the waiver kind of didn't suit the Canadian crowd. So I think Andy's really the only person with a bad time zone. For Speaking of Andy, he's got more more prowess now, so he'll be happy with that. Uh, I think other people that have done well under the radar out of the waiver is. Paul, he's got this guy Anderson from Palace. I think Paul's done well in that guy, and I think he's the top goal, the top scoring defender in fancy football in general. So he's done very well to pick him up. Um, Joachim, Jochim, never sure what to pronounce there, but I think he's done well. Never heard of him until uh, I saw him in the team of the week last week. <laughs> okay, uh, I think Rodrigo. I think Dex got him. Dex replaced Gundogan with Rodrigo. So a nice. Dex kind of continued on where he left off. We mentioned James Ward-Prowse. And Brian, I'm going to give you one here. I think Pascal Gross, he's in your team, is he? He is, but I'm pretty sure I might have gotten him at the very start. I may be wrong. Yeah, well, here, um, this includes, this, because the, the draft was within the last like month, we'll, we're, yeah. we're considering those. So I think Gross was a good pickup. Um, I think they're the ones kind of like that jump out in terms of kind of like... You wouldn't have thought that they do, they were they do that well, but suddenly, boom, they're delivering some big point scores. It's not all about the names. It's not about all about the names. True, and uh, just looking here at the um, where the team of the week is, I realize not to date 
our podcast, Harry, but I see free agency yeah. is currently open, uh, which must mean that I didn't. I, have... I, I got a text minutes ago saying, fuck you, you got kudos. <laughs> kudos for getting kudos. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't realize that was there. I did not realize that the waiver deadline was just there either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will okay. say about the waivers, sorry. I, yeah. I mean, listen, if you, if you can manage the waivers, I think you'll be doing all right in this league. I think the people who can't manage the waivers manage tend to be the bottom to remember, half. <laughs> yeah, if you can manage to remember that they're taking place, you'll do well. And uh, Brian, I've got some players to look out for as well. Paddy's picks. These yes, are ones that Paddy's been thinking about. I've seen, I've seen the way he's looked when I mentioned these names. Next few weeks, I think these guys could go well. Sheen Dog with the Abbey. I think that guy could do well. I think Fitz, Pedro Porro, you know, not True. the uh, not the investigative um PI Porro, but P-O-R-O uh from Spurs. I think he could do do well. I think Deck has Gordon. Watch out for him. And Brian again, I think you could do well with Raul Jimenez. He's my tip as well for the next few weeks. Bearing in mind we have the international break. He is also bearing in mind, Harry, from trade one. And I I, I believe um, that this could be the, the difference. Watkins versus Jimenez and then Becker to steal it yeah, for me true. in the last few Fair weeks enough. of the season. Which is why I'm still a bit unsure of how that trade's going to go. But I've had a few yeah. pretty ridiculous offers for him already. Um, <laughs> which generally tells you that the rest of the league believes he's also going to do quite well. Yeah. And then I think other guys, Saka, Rashford. I think those guys are going to do damage, but they're 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 not. There's they're pretty obvious ones. Um, but here, I think, I think we we have covered everything, and uh, so. that's it for our first segment of the part. Boys, the boys are going to beer. They won the World Cup. Boy, look at the boys. He's a fucking god, and only god. Okay, let's kick it off. Vlad's, you are very welcome. How are you keeping? Oh, grand. First one out, sore arse. Too bad. So. Sore arse. I spent every fucking day in a bicycle. This weather. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I did not know what you were talking about. Um, it's a standard Friday. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Of course, the charity. When's that cycle coming up? Okay, Sunday week. Okay. Okay. So you've been pretty much out every evening doing 30, 40 k. Uh, that's what I should have been doing, but. Uh... Yeah, it's quite hard, a full-time job, and then get 40k on the bike every day. Yeah, and you've got month-end now as well. <sighs> yep. So, exciting stuff, nice. exciting stuff. But well, we won't get into the what's happening at work, because that's another disaster. But um, here, let's, let's, let, let's, let's kick it off, lads. What are your thoughts on the old proverb, two's company, three's a crowd? <laughs> More than Mario, though, I say. <laughs> we refer to it as the Treason Conqueror. That, 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 that potentially is what, what you should probably call your team, maybe as well. You, you got us all by surprise. We didn't actually think it would have pulled that off. <laughs> There's only one Treason I'm going for. I'm going for the cup, the league, and take Harry off his fucking pedestal. That's the Treason <laughs> I'm going for this year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, speaking of which, then, like, if you're going to do that, You've you've made a pretty bad start at that. <laughs> I'll come good in the end. And the only reason why I went through with that threesome was because it was part of a side bet. So <laughs> I need I need some motivation, but I keep trying to get Oshin involved in a side bet. But even though Oshin's fucking flying top of the league, he still reckons he can't take me on in a side bet. So 
Wait, I'm getting confused. Are you trying to say that you're trying to get Ushin involved in some kind of threesome? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard there. Beware, Ushin and Ellen. Um, But, yeah, no, seriously, though, like, uh, I thought I segued nicely away from your awkward conversation there and you brought it right back in. (laughs) But, um, no, seriously, like, your fancy football team, what are you thinking this year? Do you genuinely think you're going to win it? Uh, There's a bit of work to be done. Yes. So, Cucurella is not a great sighting I made now. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we were, myself and Brian were going through the trades earlier on. It's a real, I don't know what you were thinking there. Like of all the, you gave Brian a lot of abuse for that Watkins trade. Yes, you did the exact same thing. You, you, your your heart won over your head. You went for the United players. Yeah, but I went for a United player that would be fucking playing every game, steaming down the wing, getting loads of assists. Garnacho? Like, really? I thought it was Cucurella. But... Okay. <laughs> In fairness, there's loads of decent defenders on the waiver, so it's not that big a fucking deal. Like, I give away yeah. Dan Byrne, who is not going to play every game because of the Champions League and get you fuck all assists or goals anyway. You also gave away Prousey. Yeah, that was one. That was that was a great pickup I made on the, uh, the waiver. Yeah. It's tough to yeah. let him go. But their fixture list over the next month, five weeks, is pretty horrific. So that was part of the okay. thinking behind that decision. No, fair enough. Okay, okay. We had I agree, Garnacho isn't great. But Ireland's yeah. back. So like my, my what second or third draft pick hasn't played a game yet. I'm also planning on tanking transfer deadline day today. So okay. I mean could have first pick next week for big deadline day move, and then I'm right back in the thick of things again. We were we we were thinking like why did you do that trade? But the fixture list that that does make a bit of sense. Garnacho could come good. It, but you can also depends. make the point it, it, of why did I drop Garnacho to the waiver two weeks ago when I was going to sign him back. So <laughs> we, won't, we, won't, we, won't, we won't bring that up. Unfortunately, our analysis did not go that far. If we did, we really would have steamrolled you. But <laughs> okay, no, fair, fair enough. Like, uh, I, I can kind of, to a degree, see your logic then maybe in dropping Prosy. But okay, like it doesn't actually look like there's going to be many players coming in though, lads. Now Salah, Brian thinks he's gone. What do you think? Uh, it looks that way. Like it'd be ridiculous not to accept 150 billion for a 31 year old. So well, they've already rejected that. So yeah. like they're going to probably bid more, maybe. But like if that goes, like according to Keezy, the deal is done. Oh, Keezy's never wrong. Keezy's never wrong. He <laughs> released a blog post uh, during the week, and uh, here it's a must read whenever it comes out. But uh, yeah, he basically said here, Salah. It's he said it might not happen this window, but he's going full stop. It's happening. Like. It should be great for the league. Throw it open. But I'm just looking at my yeah, team as, has them. as we talk. I got Henderson this week too, which I think is a fucking brilliant waiver pickup. Oh, did you? So, yes. Okay. So, Palace keeper. Keep plenty of clean sheets. So, what, what position are you in now, Vlad? Nearly. Nearly in uh, prime position to get first waiver pick after the transfer window. <laughs> I'm two I'm away from that. I'm fairly sure, yeah, yeah. You're in prime position... To get the first waiver pick, aka your that's what I go for every race. every season. Every season, that's what I go for. Yeah, never failed. And has that has that worked out well for you? Have I ever came last in the end of the league? Have you ever finished ahead of me? This league is all about not finishing last and then beating Pat <laughs> in, in a side bet. So this year, I don't know what to do because there's no Pat. Nobody will take me oh, on. Okay. Nobody, nobody will take me on in the side bet. The prodigal son. I was thinking about when you're doing communion or confession or whatever it was. The prodigal son, maybe Pat's the prodigal son. Maybe he'll come back into the league next year. Let's see. But okay, apart from yourself, lads, who do you think is going to win it? I think Fitz will give it a good run. 
Although okay. he's probably up there with Donald Trump with trade negotiations. <laughs> yeah, he's it varies. He's pretty, he's, he's pretty he's, aggressive he's with the trading. Yeah, so I think he's I'll, gone lukewarm. That might cost him in the end his lack of uh, waiver activity and his inability to trade. Speaking of of trading activity, yourself and Sheen Dogan seems to be a bit of a rivalry blossoming there. Is that right? Yeah, well, I just want Oshin to try and back up some of his fucking uh, his statements. But I mean, hard man to take a side bet. As Pat okay. said, it's like as Pat said, it's how he's a hard man to do a forfeit as well. So, oh, oh, low, low. Well, okay. Well, like, <laughs> do you want to lay down any markers here for any side bets? It, I already have. Put your own. Give him a point, point, uh, a euro a point. He wouldn't take it on. So maybe, maybe we'll give him a slightly softer side bet and see, see will he go for it. Okay. Okay, okay, well, uh, watch the space. Let's see he's, what happens. He's getting all fucking carried away with himself because fucking Mbwebo fucking had a good start. And Diaby. Let's see how he's fucking getting on in five weeks' time with those two fuckers. Oh, back to me and shout. The swear words are coming in. I, I, can, I, can feel, I can feel it here. There's a definite rivalry here happening. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, let's see what happens there. Fucking, um, well, that's up the sticks. Fucking uh, winner of the side back gets to keep this one. <laughs> <laughs> ah, now I understand. Now the now the resentment creeps in. I get you. I get you. Uh, well, here hopefully we get we get at least one more night out uh, in the swamp before Christmas. That'd be good. And sure, we can have maybe some kind of a some kind of well, a fancy football get together well, like the guys. One last three would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, here. You know he's moving in, so like that's always gonna <laughs> based on what you said earlier. Yeah, I just, but, I, I just leave, leave the layer how it is. <laughs> Tell us, lads, big news during the week, Jim McGuinness. What are your thoughts? What do you think my thoughts would be? We're going to win the Ireland that. Okay. Whoa, is he going to make like this year coming, or like in five years, or what? The last time he came in, he had a four-year plan to win the All-Ireland he got to the semi-final in year one and won it year two and got to the final again should have won it in year four and that team hadn't won a championship game in eight years before he took over this crap still have a lot of good players there okay I'm probably being a bit facetious saying we're going to win All-Ireland this year like we're not but I think within those four years we'll give it a pretty good stab okay so it's definitely not kind of he's not a a manager coming in to kind of get Donegal just back up in contention, get them playing well, and then hand over. You think he's there to win on Ireland? Like myself, he's uh, here to win. Okay, okay. Well, it sounds like you're actually here not to get the forfeit, but okay. Um, uh, let's keep it consistent, lads. Uh, but no, okay. Um, I have to say he's going to have to do a very good job to do that. I, 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 I would not be surprised. If Jim McGuinness was gone by March or April, I would not be surprised because the Donegal County board and the the management teams of the past don't seem to see eye to eye. The actual teams themselves and the county board also don't seem to see eye to eye. So I have a feeling there's going to be some kind of a standoff at some point because he's not going to get like he's a kind of he's an all in or best of luck. Kind of a yeah, coach. but I agree with everything you said there. But 
the dynamic last year was you were bringing in like outsiders to take like Paddy oh, Carroll. Okay, okay, so is, I dealt with okay, him. so this is why you sabotaged him. This is we're now <laughs> hearing it, guys. This is going to go up on whatever the Dunny, the Tear Cunnel, the Tear Cunnel Pod, or whatever it's called up at Donegal. The Kevin, I, the Kevin Cassidy Pod. Like, oh, is this uh, a homage to the past Donegal team? Is that we're just interested in going to the beer instead of playing football? So, but, so uh, you had it in for, okay, but it's an exclusive. You had it in for Jimmy Carr from the start, it sounds. An outsider, not Paddy from Carr. the north of Donegal. Paddy Carr, apologies. No, Paddy Carr is Donegal man, but his backroom team now are full of outsiders. And this power dynamic now of Jim McGuinness coming back to Donegal is he is going to be able to control the county board and it's going to be Jim's way or the highway, but they'll all bow to Jim because he's a fucking god in Donegal. So he's the one man okay. that could come back in and actually have power. Do you think his return could persuade you to go back to playing Donegal? Give it one last go. Like you often told me before that you, you marked Michael Murphy and kept him scoreless. Do you think that you could go back Play for uh, Karen Dunna. Was that the name? I oh, know it was Malin. Which which club were you at? Karen Dunna. You're right. Karen Dunna. Yeah. W- would that attract you back? I don't know. Between between the cycling now and uh, the womanizing, hardly time for the ball. Oh, like Tuesdays and Thursdays are already taken by the sounds of the lads. I am um, patiently, patiently waiting. For the over 35s league in the soccer to become a superstar again. I think okay. I'll, I'll hold off to that point. I'll give the like young here, boys I don't know if I mentioned to you. If you're going to be down on Sunday, you were saying you're going to do a cycle around Ireland, like Tang are in the quarterfinal of the senior championship on Sunday in Mullingar. Big game. Sunday night, Cusick Park. She's going to have a good hour and a half sitting on the bench chatting to you then if I went down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's only if it goes to extra time. But uh, it's, yeah, that's where you'll find me. Uh, but I do get a free—I I will get a free ticket, which is nice. Um, but yeah, no, like it's uh, pretty impressive. Just a shout out for Tang there on that. But um, yeah, okay. So you actually think this is the real deal? Donegal are going to deliver? Did Did you think the Dublin and Kerry match, All Ireland final? Did you think Dublin were worthy winners? Ah, uh, yes and no. Kerry would be very bitter, bitterly disappointed. So one of my mates from Kerry was at the Lord of Final when I texted him saying in the morning, yeah. saying, is he going to do the job today? And afterwards, the text him said he left that behind you. And it took him about yeah. two weeks before he texted me back. And he said that I've been thinking about it for the last two weeks. And I said, like, I said, this is how you guys must have felt in 2014 when Paul Durkin were in control of the game. Yeah. And the young Kerry side weren't fancied, but they got all heavy favourites. Control of the game. What is it? 15, 20 minutes to go. Go to win the All Ireland. And one bad kick out. And he scored like one, two in the next fucking like three minutes and took control of the game. Same thing. That Dublin goal changed the course of the game. And yeah. Harry threw, but, threw it away. But no, Dublin done well. It did change the game, that goal. And it's actually very similar when you say it like that uh, to that final in, was it 2014? Yep. Yeah. The thing was, that was probably one of the worst, like, worst All-Ireland finals, but as well as that, probably the worst Kerry team ever to win in All-Ireland. And then on top of that, you've got maybe Tyrone up there with them as being one of the worst All-Ireland. Like, Donegal and Dublin were by far the best teams back then. Kerry weren't really up to much. And, like, they didn't win in All-Ireland for 
was it seven or eight years after it? So like that team wasn't particularly yeah. great. So it was it was one that they left behind. But here, you know, like no excuses from McGuinness, you know. Uh, he's got to do it this time again. It will be a bit tarnished, I think. If he doesn't deliver, it might be a bit tarnished, his his legacy in the goal. But let's see. Let's see. I don't think so. Um, like, also, it'd be interesting to see, does he bring any fucking, anything from the soccer world into the guy this time around? I know, in fairness, he was a massive success in soccer. But no, like, I actually, I, I have a feeling, Vlad, if he doesn't deliver, people are going to turn them pretty quick. Why the fuck would you turn them? Like, like what? Because he like, doesn't play attractive football. So, like, if he if he doesn't deliver and they're holding on to the ball, it's and... like he changed football forever, like whatever ten years ago. But if he doesn't deliver, people will very quickly get in his back because of the way way he plays. But that's I don't agree with that in the slightest. I think Dublin are the most negative team in the country. They put fourteen men behind the ball regularly. They just transition super fast. And the first year, two thousand eleven, the transition was too slow in Donegal. And that obviously infamous semi-final against Dublin, where they went double down and went equally as negative as us, but the transition was quicker and they read because was it eight, six, whatever? Um poor match, well, poor match, yeah. Pretty much, but they just got the scores at the end and not a lot of few scores. But Dublin have done that for the last 10 years. Dublin are the most negative team set up in the country. They just transition fast to get the ball moved quickly when they win it back. So yeah. when they go one season 2011. They were super negative. After that, they built and built. And like it's actually amazing to see a team that transitions so quickly and wins the ball back like that. So I don't agree that they're play horrible football. And also, as a half forward in football, you know, like tracking back and doing disciplined tackling is the hardest part about getting football, I think. I think it's easier to put the ball over the bar than it is to actually track back. Fair point. Tackle it's and the win the ball part. back. Tur- turnover and get it. If you have the ball in your hand running f- like full whack and you just like hand pass it off to somebody else, they can keep it in their hands, show like keep the ball like uh but that, it's so easy to keep possession than getting football. So winning the ball back, I think, is way harder than putting the ball over the bar. So turnover to do that. Yeah. And I think it's actually like it's a different game that you're watching, but it's way more in- I think it's more interesting. Like what, what if you go and see fucking like Obviously, Dublin carries a different kettle of fish because of the scores. But if you see Dublin play Louth, okay, Louth will go out and they'll try their hardest and for 20 minutes might be a decent game. And then you're watching absolute shite then for the next 40 minutes and just watching like a practice. I get you. Yeah. I get you. I, I know what you mean. Like there is a certain kind of uh, intrigue to watching teams break other teams down. It doesn't have the helter-skelter feel, but I know what you mean. Um, but here, let's time will tell. Time will tell. We'll see if, if Jimmy delivers for the, the guys up north. Um, and then here, lads, we all have to get back to work. Uh, but one last question. Will Ireland win the Rugby World Cup? Hopefully not. Go. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Because I don't want to fucking listen to fucking next six months of, oh, the boys, the boys are having the beer. Oh, they won the World Cup. Oh, look at the boys. Like... Don't know. I think rugby as a game, rugby as a sport is very, very enjoyable. I think the fucking media in Ireland around rugby is ridiculous. And all the people that jump on the bandwagon. But yeah, I suppose the same thing happens for every sport. So I'll try not to be too much of a big rudger, but I won't really be that interested in it. I'll okay, but but who do you think will win it? <laughs> Don't really care. 
Okay, yeah. I, 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 I had a feeling that question would trigger you. <laughs> Lads, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy month end. And here, best of luck in your endeavours in the Swan Draft League. You never know, miracles might happen. You might actually do something this year. <laughs> Get away out of that. All right. Okay. Ashi Daly, I'm, I'm coming for you. You heard it here first, guys. Thank you, Irla. Well, absolutely. What an conversation that was. Absolutely fascinating stuff. Once yeah. again. Yeah. Again, interesting to learn about the origins of the Threesome Conqueror. Um, but <laughs> How he managed um, to craft such a tale into what I'm guessing will be four minutes, 20 seconds of an interview is just. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, he's yeah. a, story, no, a, a, a good a good first guest and here kicks off the year nicely. And here, with that in mind, we usually will kind of cover off anything coming up over the next month, but there's not a lot coming up over the next month. Like we got the cup kickoff, so hopefully Sheen Dog's got his, his act together. Uh, now that these rugby guys are going to be over in France, he might have some time to put together those XLs. Um, <laughs> we got Arsenal and United coming up. Champions League is going to be back. Watch out for that one. United-Brighton, that has a cracker of a game written all over it. Arsenal-Spurs, Spurs-Liverpool. They're kind of the main games over the next month, so they're the ones that Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher and Sky Sports will be looking to create content on social media over. <laughs> True. But they're... Uh, uh, that's pretty much the month ahead. There's not actually a huge amount happening, unless maybe Deck, oh, she want to organise some golf. A big event could be Peter Fitzgerald actually making a trade if he gets rid of that straight jacket. But let's see, you know? Yeah. And I think added to all that stuff that's happening, I think the fantasy football-wise, I think the my prediction is Salah will go in the next uh, five, six days. Um, we're just going to okay. shake things up big time. And Harry, you said it, it yourself. Will. It's week three or four now, and there still isn't anyone at, uh, who's available fresh on the waivers who is a class player who someone can pick up to bomb for. Yeah, It's unusual, hasn't happened in the last few seasons. Hopefully, we get some action. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and here, I think at this point, even Oshin is double scores over Ben. Oshin has twice as many points as Ben at this point, just yeah. at the end of game week three. He does, yeah. Uh, Oshin has 160-something, Ben has 80-something. Yeah, so like that's a pretty big gap days. after three weeks. Yes, which again is dating this podcast uh, to a particular date. <laughs> so uh, we'll avoid yeah. that as much as we can. And I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, here, Brian, it's been great. And I shall see you next month. I look forward to it. Always a pleasure. You can continue recording and you can always edit it out. I don't agree with that. I agree with everything you said there. Get out for time there on that. The boys, the boys are having the beer, they're the only one that won a cup, oh look at the boys!